So hello and welcome to our ongoing series of Icons of Relocation podcast. My name is Simon Johnston. I'm the CEO of Icon Relocation, a provider of world-leading home search moving technology and property management solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to my colleague, Rebecca Gunn again, about what is perhaps one of the most interesting topics that is happening within the UK relocation market, and that, of course, is the housing situation. So hi, Rebecca, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Nice to be speaking to you again. Oh, it's great to have you back. And this is straight <laughs> into a conversation which is, I think, at the heart of just what we do, but also really important to both of us. That the housing market at the moment is probably, I would say, seeing more change in the last six to eight weeks than we've seen probably in the last few years combined. Mm-hmm. It's an extraordinary rate of change. Could I ask you, as you're so involved with you and your colleagues on the research side of things, what are you seeing? What's happening in the marketplace? It's really busy, for sure. Like It's definitely, definitely busy. That doesn't mean that there's lots and lots of properties to go around. It's just that there's so many people wanting them, so therefore there's lots of viewings going on. We found that, you know, when we're booking viewings and we're talking to agents and we're seeing what the market's like, they're they're pretty much out viewing all day, every day. There's no kind of let up in terms of having any office time for the agents at the moment. So that potentially adds a challenge in terms of trying to book them because they're not always in the office for us to be able to speak to or anyone to be able to speak to. So I think consequently, they then have they've then hired kind of admin receptionists people that manage their diaries because they just haven't got the capacity to do that themselves and they're block viewing properties for like 20 30 people at a time so it just makes the the competitiveness a bit higher in terms of when you're going forward for a property um just because the stock levels aren't there um but they've obviously got to show it to the people that want to see it until a landlord accepts an offer so although obviously we're we're busy booking viewings as many as we can and you know there is stuff out there it's just obviously you have to grab it at the right time and be ready to view it when they're going to go and view it because they're less flexible in terms of viewing times because they are back to back and it's almost like you know, we call them up and they say, well, I'm going to this property at this time on this day. And it's like there's no other option. So, you know, like, well, right. OK, we'll have to go then. So although we are making home search days work as we would traditionally, they mm-hmm. do have to be a bit more of a hybrid model in the fact that we say, you know, we'll, we've booked these viewings for this day. But this, this, this and this can be viewed on this day, at this time, this day, at this time, this time, this time. So we're not right. discounting anything that is potentially suitable for the individual or the family that that need the property mm. but we're just saying to them we've booked this for, for us to accompany you but there are these properties that we think would be suitable but you have to do it at this time because they're the only times that the agent and or landlord are allowing access to do viewings so I think that is the the biggest change in terms of um, making things a success is the fact that we have to make sure that we're very upfront and you know clear with the individuals and families that we will be taking you out on a home search we will be accompanying you but there may be instances where we find a property that we really don't want to discount because of the market at the moment and we want you to have the opportunity to see it and have the opportunity to rent it so therefore you you have to be then flexible with your schedule in order to view it independently outside the home search day and that seems to be an everyday kind of situation Mm. there's not there's not been many research cases that we've done that we haven't needed to do that or provide that that doesn't Mm. necessarily mean that 
they take up that offer but at least we're offering an alternative to view right. and we're providing as much properties opportunities to them as we can okay so i mean just building on that because that sounds like a, sort of a fascinating uh, area to explore a bit more so one of the things that comes out of that is actually saying that an agent could go to a property, does a block viewing, and almost certainly will rent that property over the course of those block viewings. Yeah. So in your experience, and I know this is a general comment because the market does vary slightly, how long would a property be on the market for if it came on today, if it was a sensible property and a sensible and right price? What would you expect? There's not really a blanket answer for that, I don't think, because mm -hmm. it does depend on type size and price of property um if we're looking at you know a one or two bed that is easily connectable into you know the corporate world in in london city then it may not even go on the market um right. before it's rented it, at least on the online portals it may so what do you mean it, by that is it won't be visible in any of the portals so it would have so been rented before then yeah a lot of people right. are, are seem to be like as as you normally would if you were like an individual that wanted to move or even us we're registered we register with agents all the time anyway because we are we are part of you know the corporate relocation and they know that we have moves all the time so they'll send us like listings that are coming onto the market have you got anyone suitable for these properties the same goes for those individuals that are also mo moving themselves or have any access to any online portals. They sign up and they register their interest and then they would also get those listings that are coming onto the market. So they get visual of that prior to it going on to right move Zoopla on the market, whatever. So that's why it would probably get snapped up prior to even being online for anyone just scrolling on the market and mm. and seeing whether there's anything available inside their brief so it, it's hard to say whether things will go really really quickly or whether stuff will stay on the market for a couple of days because one two beds that are good good price and you and, you, and i say a good price you're looking at a minimum of two thousand pounds a month now for a one bed really um they're for all for, uh, for london yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, obviously, when you go further out and, and have um, a longer commute, if you're if you're working in London, um, if you've got a longer commute, then things are cheaper, but then they are still, you know, teetering towards that kind of figure. Right. Um, stuff like that doesn't really stay on the market very long. Um, I would say around 48 hours if it goes on right move um because as well like you know they book the block viewings but then that's it there is no more there is no more viewings to be taken until they know that that block viewing was unsuccessful right. so if they've got like not, even if it's not a block viewing if they've got like four or five viewings on that particular property on that day i found that if I've called up and said, OK, well, can we go this day instead or can we go tomorrow? They're like, no, we're, we're going to we're viewing it tonight at such such time. Mm. Um, and we won't be booking in until we know that no one applies after that viewing. So it's almost like because otherwise, I suppose it increases their administration, doesn't it? Because if they book the viewings in for everything that's happening right here, right now, mm. and then they're like, OK, well, we'll book a viewing for it for tomorrow at this time and then. Um, the next day at this time for someone else they've then got to call those people and cancel those viewings when yep. if they've not booked them in to start with 
then it yeah, doesn't and, mean and in a market like this when they're fairly certain that they'll rent that property uh, yeah. within that block viewing it's not really a major issue yeah yeah I, I totally get that so what about what overall stock levels so we, we know that properties are going quickly well uh, i think we'll go back and explore the, the rent increase because i think that's quite an interesting conversation but what yeah. about stock levels what what are you seeing there uh there isn't a lot to be honest there mm. you know there just isn't a lot and i think that's purely down to the conversation that we had last time about you know the longer rental terms that that landlords and agents were pushing for this time last year and even the year before that there are just no tenancies coming up for renewal so therefore there's no people moving because they don't need to but then equally there's people in a situation where because obviously we're now at like to the two-year mark around when mm. everything was kicking off mm-hmm. for, the, for the pandemic so landlords were like chomping at the bit to get people into their properties because no one was there so mm. therefore they were still pushing for longer terms because they they were like we want you to stay because we're not sure what's going to happen right. so we're now at the time where those two-year tenancies if they they were agreed to were are coming up for renewal mm-hmm. but then obviously we're in a market where those rental prices are dramatically different to what was probably agreed back then. So are people staying in the property or are they choosing to move? Because if they choose to move, they'll likely have to sacrifice space and or a bedroom in order to still be paying the same price point that they are in the current property. Or do they try to negotiate a renewal for the the, the existing property that is something that both landlord and tenant can agree on knowing that the landlord is sitting there thinking well i know i can achieve this sort of rent because this is how how much all the other properties on the market are going for that's in my neighborhood or Mm. you know in my local area so that's an that's an interesting thing in terms of where we're at with that um so that's why the stock levels i suppose are are lower because people are having that pause and, and either finding the money to come up with the the rent increases that the landlords are applying for obviously you know there are landlords that want to stay with good tenants if they've had good tenants for two years then they want to keep the existing tenants so they're more likely to be more amenable to agree to a a fair rent increase that's doable for the existing tenant Mm. but then there are also tenants uh, landlords that are going to be like "Mm, actually i quite would quite like this money that i can see that well the rents have certainly gone up so so yeah so basically in sort of summary is saying that most people if they can they will tend to stay where they are unless they have to move or they are forced to move so you're not going to see the same churn of properties are you because clearly if you hand your notice in is their pressure is on you to try and find a replacement property when you know yeah. your property could be rented within, as you said, within potentially a few days. Yeah. So and if then, you can stay, you probably would. Yeah, but then I suppose as well, you know, they, they've still got the cushion of the fact that they have got the notice period um, so to find a property, which actually, if we're, you're in a position where if the landlord's provided you notice, you've got two months to find a property. And that's probably, you, you know, your good, like, time to be able to find somewhere because it's usually it's at the moment we're looking at like eight weeks properties Actually, being advertised this is a, a really interesting point if i can sort of jump in because uh, I, I think this is something that's maybe if you're not familiar with the uk system and the notice period etc this might not be yeah. obvious but 
it seems, well, uh, we know that a property will go on the market when the previous tenant has given notice. And typically that could be two months prior. It depends mm. on what the notice period on the contract is. So it could be yeah. a, um, eight weeks. It could be six. It could be four. It's rare these days, four, mm. isn't it? It tends to be longer than that. So are you saying that most properties will come on that early stage? If you don't look at that early stage, you're going to be looking at a vastly reduced housing stock as a result. Yeah, the, the lead time is definitely increased in order to be able to capture stuff and, and rent it. People are taking things a lot further in advance than they ever were before because of what the market is like, um, because that it's almost like, well, you know, if I don't take it, then I'm not sure what it's going to what there is going to be in six to eight weeks time. So I might as well agree to a tenancy to start at that time mm. and wait than to start looking later and not know if there's going to be anything around i think the the notice period for the tenant is generally two months mm -hmm. uh, sorry it's one month that the tenant tenant has to provide but it's the landlord that has to provide two months notice but i would imagine that quite a lot of agents are being proactive with any tenancy end dates to approach their tenants to see if there are any if the, if they think that they may may well move um at the end of the tenancy so that they can then say okay well if you are going to move then can you confirm that that's your notice and then they will they will start marketing the property a lot earlier than they would right this time 18 months ago so i think yeah people are just being a bit more proactive landlords and agents are being more proactive again getting things on the market if people are going to move mm. I don't necessarily think that means that a lot of people are going to be moving because I think people will stay put. I would tend to agree with that. I think that's what we're seeing, a very large percentage staying put. Uh, I think the other thing that is worth exploring is we're we talking about increased demand on the housing stock, but there's maybe a conversation behind as, as to why. Mm. Because I think anybody who's not familiar with the UK market will say, OK, I understand that a lot of people are staying still, but that shouldn't overheat the market. Well, it is. A, overheating at the moment. Um, so maybe we can explore what that looks like. Certainly from my side, um, I do a lot of research into what's going on and work permit applications into the UK have notably gone up quarter on quarter on quarter. Uh, if this carries on this trajectory for the remainder of this year, uh, which is looking likely, it could be somewhere between 30 and 50% increase in work permit applications approved compared to this time last year. So let's just take the maximum for, for a moment. So potentially up to 50% more international staff coming to the UK, which is brilliant for the UK. And it shows that the mm -hmm. UK is an incredibly sought after place to be. But that is a substantial jump in activity levels in, yeah. in, in, in the course of a year. And it's a quarter on quarter impact. Mm -hmm. So every quarter we're having an increased number of people coming in. Um, so that's probably a factor, I would say. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the other one which is interesting, I don't know if you're seeing much of this here, is the student market. Because we are now, for those who don't know, it's uh, this month is when all the exam results come say. out. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, people uh, trying to work out what university they can get into. So this is the scrabble month to, to get in. And every university is saying that they go over subscription. Uh, but also looking at government data and reports, over 200,000 more international students are planning to come into the UK this year than in the previous year, which is already high. So would you perceive that all this together is actually helping to fuel the market or is there other aspects as well that might come to mind? 
I think they're definitely the two things that are making it more challenging to find places because we have those you know the added extra people that need to find somewhere to live and and as you said the exam results were out last week for the A-level students so obviously they're now looking at confirming university housing if there's people that are renewing tenancies for you know people that have previously been at university that are no longer in like student halls etc they they obviously want some kind of student accommodation that isn't provided by the university so they're looking at larger houses that multiple people can live in so that then puts a different aspect of com competition for like maybe the family houses because obviously you're looking at you know three four bedroom houses for people to to live in so it's this kind of time like July and August, where all the students are, are looking for housing alongside an already busy market, because a lot of the families that are relocating into London and the UK are obviously wanting to come over in the summer holidays to not disrupt mm. any schooling. So that's why potentially we're facing a really, really busy period, because we've got those two things that are heightened and then obviously added with the fact that there are an increased number of international travellers into the UK, which are obviously then creating more of a demand for rental houses and apartments in, in the UK generally, as well as people that already exist and live in London that are moving around. You know, we've still got that right. as well, that aspect of the rental market that still rotates and there's, st there's still activity levels there. and that obviously makes it harder for them to find somewhere alongside the people that yeah. are relocating and you know that are students. I, that's a really interesting comment actually because uh, you refresh my memory I, I read a really interesting article about us as we all know during Covid most people moved out of the cities moved into locations with space and since Covid has passed as far as lockdown is concerned we've seen the majority of those people now trying to flock back into the cities in fact all the evidence is showing that so this sort of migration out of all the cities and just focus on London for this debate is now in fast um, sort of retreat. So everybody's coming back in. Added to all the other issues you can you've just been talking about, you can see why the market's overheating. So if we were speaking to a company or an individual who's relocating here for the first time, um, obviously great come because it's a brilliant place to live and it's we can and we do find price and properties for people. But mm. it's just understanding what's going on. What would be your ideal recommendations in regards to lead time for um, looking to start the research? Because I said you and your colleagues on research are doing an amazing job. And so I'm so proud of you and everybody else because we just have this incredible knowledge of what's going on. So yeah. how would you sort of encompass this to give the best advice possible? I think the the biggest thing is, is to be... Uh, open to be flexible you know about being having that hybrid kind of working for home search yes obviously we'll still run the standardized home search that we'll accompany with if that's if that's something that obviously the service is is provided but allow for some flexibility in that in order to capture and be most successful in in achieving finding your property and the lead time isn't necessarily you know as soon as we speak to you you need to start looking at the market because that's not achievable either because you can't really take anything on until you're here, especially if you have any kind of visa that you need approved because obviously you need right. a visa to be able to be here anyway and you need a sure. visa to be able to rent somewhere. And schooling um, as well. 
absolutely so mm. and, and you know the added thing if you've got a family and you're looking for schooling whether that be private schooling or state schooling obviously there's that's another conversation but um I think is being open to what we're telling you being aware of what the market is yes listen to colleagues yes listen to agents and have conversations yourself with connecting to the market but equally you know we're doing this every day we're connected into the agents in the market all the time and we know what's going on we know how quickly things are moving and we're getting access to stuff that ahead of time that potentially would be suitable for for you um and it's just being aware of how quick you have to kind of yeah. jump on things um and not think that you're going to get a bargain because obviously there is an element of always wanting that isn't there you know can we negotiate can we offer can we do this can we do that and in the ideal world yeah that would be great that we could kind of negotiate and offer below asking price but things just aren't that way anymore um, in terms of the rental market things are if anything going over asking price because there is so much oh, yeah, I think there's no question of that. That's, again, really interesting comment. So thanks for the sort of summary and, and explain the market. But as far as pricing is concerned, uh, being sort of a, a, a slightly statistically driven person, which I, I love all these things, is it was fascinating. Beginning this year, we were seeing a drop in inner London, if you like, the central London. Prices were beginning to drop by up to 10% at the tail end of last year and this year because COVID restrictions hadn't fully released and the appeal of moving back into London or any of the cities hadn't really taken a bite. Since the beginning of this year, from a 10% reduction, we're seeing between a 5 and 8% increase. So that's a 15 to 18% increase in rent since the beginning of this year to where we are now. Now, what's it going to do next? It's almost impossible to predict, but it wouldn't yeah. be unreasonable to say a 20% shift in the course of what is a, relatively speaking, a modest amount of time. I think it's definitely going to go up again before it goes down. I don't think there's any signs of it going down or slowing down yet because we've still got the activity and the flow of people that are coming in um, and that's not slowing down. So I think there may be a point where it peaks and then like levels out a little bit, but at the mm. moment there is no signs of that happening. It's, it's just, I think, being proactive and, and being on it and, and being well connected, which we are. So, you know, yeah. having us, helping you is really the best form of success because we are so well connected with everything and doing what we can for everyone in order to I be think successful that's, in finding a rental that's property. That's really so. so thank you very much. I think sort of just to wrap this up, because I think this is, this is a really interesting conversation. And I, I know that you and I could talk about this for the next hour easily. Mm -hmm. But so basically be flexible uh, in yeah. regard to requirements, understand the speed of the market. So therefore, yeah understand that while we do everything to have that perfect home search day, uh, some of the agents will do block viewings on certain dates, and that is the time that those viewings can be done. So yeah. understand that the agents are, are seeing reduced stock levels themselves, something sort of 60 plus percent reduction in stock levels overall. So again, it's yeah. putting that demand on those properties. Uh, be flexible with you. You guys are working with the agents all the time. I know you are sitting in the office and here you speaking to all the agents every single day, all the time. So we do have an advantage in knowing what's coming on. So therefore, just yeah. lean on the team here and make sure that you understand the best advice. 
Yeah. Um, anything else that we've missed out on that? Yeah, and you know, the agents have, have all been really great as well. You know, mm. we do have a good working relationship with them and, and, and we wouldn't be able to do what we do so successfully without having that good relationship with them and them willing to work with us. So they have totally really good. been fantastic in in helping us achieve what we need to achieve for all of our clients so that's definitely definitely a plus to have them on our side so it's it's a good working relationship for sure and between us and them we're we're doing good things so yeah and yeah. the biggest thing as well is just to communicate with us and keep communicating with your coordinators and and make sure that you're picking up the phone and dropping them an email and and drop like keep them up to speed with anything that they're doing um and just keep asking questions basically so that we can yeah, help keep you talking. to find somewhere yeah yeah no that sounds really good as i said i think everything passes i believe that the market will settle but it'll be interesting to see when it is i've got yeah, a personal prediction but i'm not sure it's focused enough yet to explore you don't want to let but, that slip yet <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll come up come back to that uh, I, I think a, a picture is beginning to form, but uh, um, I think next time you and I talk, maybe we can explore that a bit more and see see yeah. where that sits. I mean, definitely that you know the levels of success are still there in terms of finding mm. people places. It it just potentially does take a little bit longer um, in terms of capturing finding the right property, and and you know there may be times where we apply and not be successful initially and then we have to you know move on to another property there was times where that was still an issue it's just obviously mm. that's potentially more frequent because there is more applicants for the same property so yeah, think... the success rate is still there it's just sometimes yep. a little bit harder to get there <laughs> it is and I, I would emphasize this as I said I, I, I said this earlier but I'm, I'm so proud of everybody here because a different market and we are constantly finding people properties it's yeah, just understanding that the home search day may have to adapt to the market conditions we're in. Yeah, and definitely. when it comes down, hopefully we can sort of return to a more traditional model. But we'll look at that, as I said later. Uh, Rebecca, thank you so much. I really enjoy these conversations. It's such yeah, a fascinating same. topic. It's, it's nice it's, to hash it all out, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Well, I think we keep, we keep doing this, I think. Let's, let's just come back and recircle around again, because I think if we can just get the advice and the knowledge that you have got out to more people, it's going to make it a, a better experience to relocate here. So yeah. thank you again. Thank you for your You're time. Welcome. Thank you. Speak to you again soon.